What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Life's a Garden. Right off the bat, I just want to give a huge thank you to everybody that came out to our show this weekend. Uh, thank you to Craft Local, as always, for hosting. Thank you to Sean for running the sound. Thank you to all the bartenders for uh, supplying beverages. And uh huge shout-out to Do Fish Make Noise. And one second ago, uh, the two bands we shared the stage with that night. Killer performances all around. It was a great night of music. Thank you to all the fans, of course, for coming out and supporting on a cold day. Showed a lot of support. And it was a huge turnout, honestly. Great turnout. And um, always want to make sure I give out kudos and give out thank yous to everybody for supporting the band, supporting local music, things like that. And I'll get into it. I'll talk way more about it. But first things first, let's get this show started properly. Let's hit that intro music and get into it. It's episode 140 of Life's a Garden. Welcome back, welcome back to another episode of Life's a Garden. Now, I can't, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm just getting over being sick. I'm, I mean, I'm probably still kind of in the midst of being sick. Uh, you can tell through my voice, obviously partially part of that is due to the fact that I did sing last night, but I'm all stuffed up. My chest was super congested the last two days. Today, not so bad, but, uh, fuck. I mean, I take it from a guy who does not get sick hardly at all. I mean, I think the last time I got any kind of sick was, it's got to be in like two years ago or so. I get seasonal allergies and things like that, but never sick, you know? I get hungover, so I get like alcohol sick, things like that. But that goes away, you know, in a day. To have consistent, like, three, four days of being ill, first of all, sucks. Once you haven't done it for a long time, and you come back to it, you forget how much it sucks. You know what else you forget? Or you know what else is, like, a thing with being sick? Days seem so long. You're like, you keep, you remind yourself, eventually I'll get over this. I, I'll beat this. I'll get, I'll, I'll be better one day. And then that day just never seems to come. And so it's just this forever. You feel like you're just, you're never going to get better and go figure. I, I had to get sick right before a big show, right? You know? So I'm sure you're wondering how that played out. Well, let me tell you about it. All right. So Started feeling kind of, I, I could tell something was coming. You know how you get that little tickle in your throat or like, a, you know, just a little tickle in your nose and you can kind of tell something's coming up. Started getting that on Wednesday and I, and I even said, I was like, man, I better not be getting sick because I just, I, I had a hunch 
Something was coming up on me. And uh, and no, it's not COVID. I It's not COVID. It's just like a cold. Or, yeah, I, I would assume it's a cold. Because, first of all, didn't have a sore throat. Thank God. That was the, the lifesaver for being able to still perform. It was basically just chest congestion, hacking up phlegm. So I had like a slight cough. And uh, it wasn't even it wasn't even like a, a consistent cough. It was mostly just to get the mucus out of my chest. It wasn't like a, you know how you get that like, I don't know. I like I said, it, I haven't been sick in so long. It's it's hard for me to to really compare any other sicknesses. But the stuffy nose, congested chest, was essentially what it was. And so Thursday rolls around, and yeah, it's it's full on. We're full blown into it. I'm wake up with a stuffy nose, runny. It's stuffy one minute. It's runny one minute. You know, the whole dance of the, the boogers <laughs> dance of the boogers. That'd be a nice, that'd be a fun little play. <laughs> um, but again, thank God, no sore throat. So I'm just day quilling it up. I'm, I'm doing everything I can to just make sure I'm going to be able to perform Friday, the day of the show, right? I feel like hammered shit. Okay. I woke up body aches. Well, no, actually I didn't have the body aches. I just, I I did feel a little chill at first. And that's when I was starting to get worried. I was like, fuck dude. If I'm like full on fever, I'm fucked. Like this show, like, I I don't know if I'm going to be able to perform. I mean, and that could have just been the fact that it was just a cold day and I had my heater down, but I was worried I was getting the chills. No fever, never had a fever. Literally, all it was was the congestion. So, I uh, got some Mucinex in me. Literally, everything I could do. Vicks, vapor rub, nasal spray. I was just throwing everything at me, and I had a banging headaches, so I had to put on, do some, uh, uh, ibuprofen, stayed, I stayed an, or I showed up an hour late to work, but I knew, I knew I needed to go into work, otherwise, like, if I just laid in bed all day, they say that's what you're supposed to do, you know, just rest, and you'll get better, I knew better than that, especially if I had to perform, because if I stayed in bed and then got up to perform right before the show, there was no chance I was going to be able to. I had to get up and move around, I had to get that shit loosened up, get the blood flowing, and sure as shit, as the day progressed, I got better. Now in the morning, I couldn't hardly sing for shit. Like, I was trying, and I was getting a catch in my throat, again, no sore throat, but I was getting that catch. And, uh, and so the whole day I'm stressing out, I'm stressing out that I'm not going to be able to perform to maybe not even at all. Right. I'm thinking of like, do I, do I need to get a backup mic for one of our other guys to sing with me? Like, what am I going to have to do here? The whole day it's running through my head just right before showtime. I'm at like the best I could feel all day. Right. I even brought lozenges and shit to the show just in case. And I definitely did not perform to my best. The main thing was vocally, I obviously like cracked a couple times. I I wasn't able to hit my, my high spots when I really wanted to. Um, I wasn't able to 
fully scream the way I wanted to. But I would say vocally it was probably about an 80%. It was so it was good. It was still it was still all right. It was uh passable. And my physical performance may have lacked a little bit because I was just so drained. But overall, I thought we still did a really good job. I thought we performed pretty well. Um I uh like I said, I I was just a little bit checked out in it because of the because of the way I felt. I I still think overall the performance went well. Great turnout, by the way. Amazing turnout. M- might have been the biggest crowd we've played for. A lot of people from work showed up. That was cool. Got a lot of compliments after the show. Uh, was able to get my inners to work, which was a lifesaver because the fact that I already wasn't at a hundred percent vocally. I needed everything I could get to help the show. Getting those inners to work changed the game. So, uh, huge on that. The opening band, Do Fish Make Noise, young group, never seen them before, crushed it. Those guys have a lot of energy. Those guys really set the tone for the night. And then closing out the show was uh, one second ago, one of my favorite bands. Had Tony on the show about a year ago. Um, I need to get some of those guys on the show again because that was that was a, they're one of my favorite bands. And to top it all off, I went up there and I performed a Tool song with them. So one second ago does a Tool cover. They have like a a whole Tool uh, set that they can do. They've done like uh, tribute shows to Tool, and so about a week and a half before the show. They reached out to me and they're like, hey, how would you feel about playing Prison Sex with us? The song Prison Sex. And immediately I'm like, fuck yes. Tool is one of my all-time favorite bands. Um, I've been told that I sound a lot like Maynard. So, first of all, so nervous. Like, my my nerves leading up to that were at an all-time high. I went and practiced with them. I had a few flubs. Dude, I listened to that song... 10 times a day, every day. I'm not even joking. At one point, I woke up in the middle of the night so stressed out that I wasn't going to know the song. And I and I listened to it in my bed like two or three times at like three in the morning. Um, I was glad I got to go practice with those guys. It really did help ease the nerves a little bit. I was able to like, you know, flow with them and, and hear it in a live setting as opposed to just on the album. And, uh, it went well, like, well, anyway, so, so, so that part, but anyway, I, I was nervous because for one, covers are so tricky for me in the sense of if you fuck up, everybody knows, right? Um, also these guys in one second ago are like 20 year veterans, all of them. They've all been in the music, in the local music scene for a very long time. I have a huge amount of respect for them. Um, they're all very um, on point musicians. And the last thing I wanted to do was be the one to fuck it up. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to be the one that, uh, that was like the standout issue for the song. That's not what I wanted. So, uh, so I, I was reasonably stressed out all week about this. Right. And then you add on top of it, I got sick. 
right? Then you add on top of it, I can barely sing at all. So, I was hell-bound and determined that I was going to perform this show no matter what. Once we got to the show, it was that's when I was going to make the call as to whether or not I was going to be able to do the, do the song with them. Once we got off stage from our show and I felt pretty good, I had time to rest and, you know, have another cough drop and drink some water, stuff like that, get back to where I should be. That's where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm down to do this. Like I'll still be able to do this. I was confident in the war in like the timing and the lyrics and all that stuff. I'd finally gotten confident on that. And then of course, now I got to worry about being able to sound good. You know, went up there, dude, I got to tell you, that might've been one of the funnest things I've ever done as a live performer. Like, because partially because it was so different and unique, it was a different scenario that I got to be a part of as opposed to just doing like our own stuff. Um, and, and here's the thing too. When I was originally asked to do that song, my immediate reaction was yes. Like I, I would love to. And then I started thinking to myself, like all the negatives, right? I start thinking, well, what if I fuck it up? Uh, I don't want to look like an idiot. I don't want to make them look stupid. I don't, you know what I mean? Like all these negative thoughts coming in my head. And I kept telling myself, no, 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 no. You have to, you have to strive to do things you don't want to do. Sometimes you've got to put yourself in uncomfortable situations and, and, uh, push the boundary. Oh my God. (laughs) Push the boundaries. You got to push the boundaries, you know, you got, you got to go beyond your comfort zone a little bit. And I don't do that very often. I, I've gotten very comfortable in my life. And like being on stage has become more comfortable in itself. And this is just a different level of uncomfortability. I have to do a song that everybody knows. I have to do a song with a group that I'm not used to playing with. Who are all very meticulous musicians. Very highly respected musicians. That I would hate to disappoint. And so I'm like, you know, I put myself in that uncomfortable situation. On top of it, I don't want to fuck up a Tool song because I love Tool so much. Now, that was part of the comfortability is I did know the song and I, and I, I, I well, I, I knew it well enough. I had to definitely like really hone in and make sure I knew all the lyrics and knew all the timings and stuff like that. But, um... Yeah, I just, with all the negative thoughts, and even even the day of the show, I was, with feeling sick, I was like, maybe I should tell them I can't do it. Maybe I should back out of this. And I kept telling myself, unless I physically cannot do it, unless my voice completely gets shot and I cannot sing this song at all, I'm doing it. I'm going up on that stage and I'm doing this song. Because you have to dare... To try. You have to dare to try something new. And try something out of your comfort zone. And let me tell you. It was amazing. I'm so glad I did it. Like all the times. I, All, all the steps on, on the way. That I told myself don't do it. Don't do it. You know. And, and I said fuck that. I'm doing it. And I don't look back. Like I'm not going to look back on that as a bad thing. I'm very proud of what I did. And. I mean, there might have been a couple of 
missteps by me, but overall, dude, the the amount of people in the crowd who were just like, yes, like they just loved the song. They loved the fact that I was like a featured player in it, dude. It was unbelievable. It was a great feeling. Thank you to those guys for allowing me to come up there and perform with them. I'd be more than happy to do it again. This time on a full 100% vocals because I still think I was able to do it justice, but I definitely had that. uh, I had a little bit of doubt in my brain just because of it. But overall, um, that that's kind of what I was the two, the two lessons to take out of this that I wanted to like kind of share. Number one, push yourself beyond your comfort zone. Do things that you think, you know, that may be uncomfortable for you or you're nervous about, you know, try, try to do things that are out of your norm and you might find them to be exceptionally like fun or you never know, you know, you never know until you try. And so, and that's what I did. If I fucked up, yeah, maybe I would have felt like a huge amount of, of, uh, embarrassment or whatever, but you got to take the risk. And, and it turns out it was a blast. The other thing I want to say is push through. There's obstacles. Life hands you obstacles. <clears throat> and I mean, yeah, I got sick. That there was no chance. Um, like I said, unless I physically could not perform, there was no way I wasn't going up there. I told myself I don't even care if I if I don't sound 100%. I'm still going up there. Unless I could not sing at all or if I like physically was able, unable to get on that stage, it's the only way I wasn't going to do it. I put I put every over-the-counter fucking medicine in my body to try and counteract how I was feeling. And guess what? It worked. I was able to... I got out of bed. I went to work. I got the blood flowing. And it it, it turned me around. At least to a point where I could perform. <coughs> and then I, I knew... I knew exerting myself like that was going to lead to a pretty rough day today, which it did. Um, I essentially just laid in bed all day and I felt like such a bum. I was like, you know what? I got to at least get up and do the podcast because I had put this off. I wanted to make sure I honestly wanted to do the podcast today because I wanted to be able to talk about the show. I didn't realize I'd be doing it stuffed up and phlegmy is all fucking get out, but life when life hands you lemons, as they say. Um, but yeah, so cheers to all the bands. Cheers to Craft Local. Thank you to all the fans f- who came out. It was a great time. And uh, look forward to the next one. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, what should we call this? The uh, The last episode? Is this the last episode? Is this the one that I, before I go out? Is this 140? We only made it 140 episodes. Uh. So, moving on. <coughs> if I can. Jesus Christ. So, um, ever since this goddamn Chinese weather balloon 
right? Everybody, <coughs> Jesus. Hold on. <coughs> One quick second. <coughs> there it is. It's caught right there. Got it out. Okay. Ever since this Chinese weather balloon, everybody in the state of Montana can't stop looking up at the sky. They're all just... Every little jet stream, every, like, crate, anything that's remotely not... If a cloud looks different, if a cloud looks slightly askew from the normal, if the color of the sky changes not blue, if... If a certain, if a star or a satellite is visible in any capacity, if a shooting star goes by, they lose their minds. Everybody's losing their fucking minds over this Chinese weather balloon shit. They're, everyone's so certain that there's something up there. And guess what? There probably is. But ultimately... Who gives a shit? There's been stuff up there forever. You think that satellites can't see you right now? You heard of Google Earth? Go check out Google Earth. <coughs> they're watching you. Trust me. They're watching you. You see this thing? They're watching you. They can hear everything we're saying. Like, and you're worried about balloons or you're worried about, like, I don't know what the fuck people are worried about. Because they're saying, you know, they're saying that like four or five different objects got shot out of the, uh, out of uh, North American airspace in the last like two weeks. Some of them were like, maybe they're UFOs, maybe they're not. I mean, you think, I don't know. I mean, who knows? Maybe they are. Maybe they are like. Russian and and Chinese spy equipment or or who knows but it's just it and and yes there is cause for concern if that's the case or if there's like actual like threats on American soil that are being made whether these are like attack drones or something like that you know yeah I'm glad I mean wouldn't you want them to be shot out of the sky isn't that what you want I don't want them up there but, here's the thing, not every fucking cloud means something. I saw somebody post something on, it was like a, a, a black jet stream line. Something got shot out of the sky. And then every comment is just like the most paranoid thing. I'm like, calm the fuck down. Maybe something did. What are you going to do about it? You think You think that they're going to fucking... Nuke Montana? Why the fuck would they do that? Granted, there are like a shit ton of nukes in the state of Montana. That point aside, there's like no real... There's nothing... I don't know. What do you gain from that? Really? Even without the nukes in Montana, there's still... The United States would still be the number one nuclear arsenal. So it's not like you're gaining anything on that aspect. It's just funny to think about everybody in Montana just being like, what's going to be up there today? Oh, 
If somebody doesn't, if, if I don't look, somebody's going to miss it. Like, you know there's people out there just constantly watching the skies being like, I got to be the one. I got to be the one to make sure I keep an eye out up there. There's people doing that already. You don't got to worry about it. With their cameras. And then everybody gets on Facebook and is just like, I saw it too. I saw it too. Congrats, I guess. Like, yay, you saw an airplane. What is that? Oh, a Black Hawk helicopter. What does this mean? Nothing. It means nothing. You'll know when it means something. Trust me. When it means something, shit's going to be going off. And just like you can't do anything about it right now, you won't be able to do anything about it then. So just calm down, all right? Calm down. Keep your eyes on the sky and calm down. Now don't get me wrong, I get paranoid from time to time. Not because of that. I'll literally be sitting in my bedroom and I'll hear things like hit my roof or like I'll hear like, you know, the wind will make a tree hit the side of my house or a squirrel will run across the top of my roof or just anything like that. Car door shut and I'm like, what's going on? Somebody outside my house? When in reality, probably not. It's probably nothing. So in that same sense, it's probably nothing up there. It's probably nothing going on. Or there's everything up there. And either way, fuck it. And if we did shoot down spacecrafts, if we did shoot down alien spacecrafts, we're going to know real soon because the mothership's coming right behind it. We will find out. We are reaching Judgment Day. Or no, Independence Day, right? That was the movie, Independence Day. The big mothership just comes soaring over. That's what's going to happen. The other thing that, well, okay, so in addition to all the shooting down of things, we got trains getting knocked over and exploding. Well, okay, so technically, so the, the train I'm talking about, of course, is the one in Ohio. East... Palestine, Ohio. Didn't even realize that was a place, first of all. And go figure, uh, explosions would happen in a place called Palestine. Uh, it technically was not an explosion, okay? So, so uh, this train derailed, spilling a ton of chemicals. <coughs> Vinyl something or other. Vinyl chloride, I think is what it's called. I'm not even sure what it's for or what it is meant to do but it was so the the smoke and the fire and all the chemicals getting burned up in the air that was actually a government controlled burn they authorized them to burn that fuel or to burn that chemical because they didn't want it to explode which is understandable i guess like you're in a lose-lose situation here, but the cause and effect of this is now it basically poisoned that whole town. Like, the air quality was fucked, the drinking water's fucked, a um, bunch of animals are dying, and they say that this chemical is, like, con- uh, cancer-causing, yet nobody's really talking about it. 
the 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 so the thing of it is the government really hasn't done anything to help to help that town like we're sending an insane amount of money to the Ukraine to fight a war that we're not even involved in and ne- neither side we're aligned with we're not aligned with Russia or the Ukraine we have no legal binding like alliance with either one of those countries yet we're involving ourselves in a conflict that we have no business being involved in we got shit exploding over here where like our own communities need help to sort this shit out get some drinking water over there hey by the way how's the drinking water in flint michigan is that still fucked up because if that's still fucked up, let's divert some of that Ukraine money over there and get that shit figured out. Because that's been going on forever. And now you got East Palestine drinking vinyl chloride in their water. And the governor came out and said, drink it up. The water's fine. Just drink it up. Take a bath. Soak in it. Like, what? What? When it comes to all this shit, the tr- this train, the shooting things out of the sky, it all feels so look over here while, you know, it's it's the it's the classic magician tactic. Like the sleight of hand, you know, I'm doing this over here so your gaze is 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 fixated on this while actually over here I'm doing the trick. So, my question is What's going on over here? You know? While all this is going on, while while everyone's like, look at here. Things are getting shot out of the sky. Maybe they're aliens. Look at the train that got blown up. And they're not doing anything about it. But really, we got something going on over here that we're not aware of. And I want to know what the fuck that is. Because that's probably what's going on. It's a, It's the... This is a tactic that's been used time and time again. Something's going on, and we won't know about it for another, you know, we won't know about it until it's done, until it's happened already. That's the thing. So, what do you do, I guess, right? Again, what can you do? Just like, who gives a shit about the thing? I mean, I don't, it's not that I don't give a shit. It's more like, what am I going to do? Like, I can sit here and, like, worry about it. I can sit here and, like, be paranoid and stressed out and thinking about it all day. But what good's that do? What's that going to do for anybody? Especially me. Nothing, nothing, nothing. <sighs> the last episode. Wouldn't that suck if I actually did croak because of whatever this illness is? Even though today's definitely been the better day. So I'm on the upswing. I got to rest today. I napped. I Yesterday was much worse than today. I'll tell you that right now. The only reason I think I sound tremendously like shit is mostly because of exerting myself yesterday, singing and things like that. Of course, I'm stuffed up too. So, um, I got to address something here, okay? This, is, this has been... When you want to talk... Like, people... people overthink things like the the stuff in the sky they get paranoid about certain things like that 
these are where my thoughts go. Okay, these are the things that my brain fixates on. So, as it's been very apparent, as it's been very, I've not shied away. I've not made. It's been very obvious. Um, throughout since the beginning of this podcast, I have actively um, copied Crystalia. Like, obviously, I haven't done it consistently forever and ever and ever. But there's been moments, especially early on in the in the show, where I uh, I, I would use his mannerisms, I would talk like him, you know, things like that, I'd use quotes like, and I still to this day do because I love it, is no dents would I, make a fucking <laughs> dent would make a fucking dent right, I'm wearing the no dents shirt so, I kind of I kind of mirrored Crystalia and a lot of his his uh, behaviors or his uh, mannerisms, things like that. Um, which is not uncommon when you're, especially when you're starting out something different, you know, you, you tend to copy uh, people that you, uh, you know, uh, admire or, or uh, want to, <sighs> you see success, you want to replicate success type of thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm no Dalia. If anything, I'm a dime store version of Dalia. I'm the dime store Dalia. Like I said, I've d- I've been very transparent about the fact that I have copied some of his things or I have replicated some of his things. Like I said, wouldn't make a dent. And that didn't make a fucking dent. <laughs> I took that from him. Um, just certain mannerisms, things like that. But now, I'm starting to wonder if Crystalia is aware of my existence. Okay? I'm wondering if he is turning the tables a little bit and starting to copy me. Hear me out. Okay? Before you think I'm getting crazy. He just started a new podcast. he joined what was the King and the Sting podcast. It's now called the Golden Hour podcast. One of the last episodes of King and the Sting, uh, before they turned it to Golden Hour, featured Brendan Schaub and Chris D'Elia. What was the title of that episode, you might ask? Well, it was called Life's a Garden. Life's a Garden. Dig, Dig it. it. Hate it. Don't. <laughs> Granted, that that might be a, a reach because, yes, again, I, I took this from something else. This is not an original thing. I took this from something else, whereas they could easily have gotten it from the same thing, from Joe Dirt or wherever else they heard it. And so I brushed that off as, oh, that's a funny coincidence. <laughs> and then, just recently, on his... On his personal podcast, congratulations, the 300th episode. Now, we already know 300 
or three, three is my lucky number. So 300, right? So coincidence, maybe, that it was the number three? The episode that he did was titled Ramblings of a Madman. You know, I don't know why you listen to this fucking podcast, because basically it's Ramblings of a Madman, but... Now, I don't know if you remember this. This has been a long-ass time ago. All the way back, I believe, to episode 12 of this podcast. Why don't you go look at the title of that episode? If I'm not mistaken, it's also called Ramblings of a Madman. Why do you guys even listen to this? Basically, I mean, this is just the ramblings of a madman. Now... Just to, just to think real quick about it. And now, and I was about to lose my shit because I was almost certain in that episode I was wearing the no-dent shirt. If that would have been the case, it would have been, there would have been no question about it. If I was wearing the no-dent shirt, wow. You know what? I need to almost double-check. I'm pretty sure I checked already that it wasn't. But... I'm even going, no, in fact, I remember it wasn't. I was wearing a blue shirt, so that's why I thought, because this has blue in it. If I, if I would have been wearing the No Dent shirt while that title was Ramblings of a Madman, and he also had that title. Now, here's the thing. I made that, I made that almost two years ago. So either one of two things is happening right here, okay? Either Crystalia is fully aware of me, probably because I've copied him and, and you know, shouted out no dance and did all that. Maybe he is aware of me. I've, shout, I've, I've reached out to him a couple times on his Instagram and stuff like that. And now he's turning the tables on me and he's subtly trying to sprinkle in little things that I've done and said, right? Or the other option is I truly am in a simulation because have you ever sometimes noticed certain things like when I think of coincidences, like obvi obviously the actual chance of any of this is very slim and it probably is just all crazy coincidences. But when I think about all the coincidences that happen that are just too crazy to be true, like too, especially when it relates to you personally or myself personally, it's like, I'm just like, how is that even possible that that is actually a thing? It's hard to not think that it could be possible that we're just living in a simulation that is designed for us. Eh? Sometimes it just, have you ever thought to yourself, like, <sighs> I don't know. I don't want to jinx anything, but when bad things happen and they don't always, like, you just see all these bad things happen and they don't really happen to you, you're just like, you're just living, you're just seeing it all play out, but it never really happens to you, although that's not true because I've had bad things happen to me too, so. I just always notice worse things. We always notice worse things that are happening to other people as opposed to the things that happen to us. 
I just thought that was funny. The funny comparison of Chris D'Elia, like what what a world that would be if if he like knew my this tiny little podcast and was like, hmm, who should I? Let's see. Let's go to his twelfth episode. Ah, yes, I'll steal that. But it's the three hundredth episode thing that's catching me. It's like he subliminally put that out there, thinking I wouldn't notice on the three hundredth episode. Oh, I noticed, Chris. I noticed. You can't. You can't uh, slide under the rug so easily. Uh, all right. Let's close this thing out with a little bit of sports talk, huh? Um, UFC two eighty five. I think is the next one. John Jones is returning to fight Cyril Gone. That's coming up this next week. That's a big fight. Uh, it'll be interesting to see John Jones coming back, especially at heavyweight. Really, the best matchup that he could possibly face because John. I mean, y'all might have forgotten. John Jones is still one of the scariest motherfuckers in the UFC in all of forever. He's still young. He's ha- like the big not the big thing that they're talking about is he's been away for like three years now, but he's taken long stints away before and came back and looked just as good as ever. I think it will benefit him in a way because he got to acclimate to the weight, right? I think he's still going to be as skilled as ever. You're, he's facing a guy in Cyril Gon who is a very skilled kickboxer. Um, I think John Jones is wrestling and overall martial arts skills are going to be the factor in this. I think Cyril Gaon having fought at heavyweight his whole life is a benefit to him. Um, He's fought a lot of these guys. Heavyweight's a different animal from light heavyweight. So we'll see. We'll definitely see what happens. I I think I got John Jones winning this one. Um, What are the other big fights? There's actually... I'm actually shocked at how not big of a card this is. I thought it was going to be bigger than... Or I thought it maybe was bigger, and then maybe some fights got dropped out. I know one big one did. I can't remember which one it was, though. Valentina Shevchenko versus Alexa Grasso. I mean, I think Shevchenko's going to just walk all over her. Jeff Neal versus Rachmanov. Jeff, that's a fun fight. Gambrot versus Jalen Turner. Good fight. Bo Nickel. I mean, there's some good fights on this card, really. There really are. So, oh, Cody Garbrandt. Derek Brunson, yeah, you know what? I take it back. This is a really good card. Derek Brunson versus Drakus Duplessis. That's going to be a good fight. So we got a good card coming up. I'm excited about that. We got good cards coming up in the future. Like, Connor is coming back uh, to fight Michael Chandler later this year. We got... Who else? Um, Henry Cejudo versus Aljamain Sterling coming up. Leon Edwards versus uh, Usman. They announced... uh, Adesanya versus Pereira, part, uh, number two. A lot of good fights coming up. So I'm stoked about the UFC. The UFC is looking good. Uh, I I never gave my Super Bowl reaction, which I'm a, you shouldn't be surprised. I'm pissed. Definitely not happy at all. First of all, it was one of the greatest Super Bowl. Like, it was one of the best Super Bowls to watch as far as, like, the scoring and the action, the halftime show was awesome. Rihanna crushed it. It was a great halftime show. 
The commercials sucked because they have for the last five, six years. Um, but by the way, I should just mention the winner for sure of the Super Bowl commercials was the Breaking Bad one. It was the only one that I even remotely thought was funny. Um, but the game itself, it was a great game. That except you decided the biggest game in of the you decided the biggest game of the year with a penalty. Essentially, you're just like, okay, they can just knee it and score an easy field goal here. Now, granted, I will say this. That's not why the Eagles lost. It just sucks that that's how the game had to end. That's what I'll say. It's de- that's definitely not how you want to see a great game like that end. That's not why the Eagles lost. The Eagles lost because their defense sucked. They were one of the top defenses. When people say defense wins championships... Tell that to the fucking Eagles, okay? Because they clearly didn't get the memo. They were one of the top defenses in the NFL. I think they led in sacks. Guess how many sacks they got? Zero. Which is a huge compliment to the Kansas City O-line, I will say that. How do you not figure that shit out? So the defense did zero favors for that team. Uh, You can add in the fact that crazy turnover that Jalen Hurts had where he just basically he just like dropped the ball and they scooped it up and scored a touchdown that was a huge game shift because that went from them not scoring any points and just giving the Chiefs I think it tied the game or maybe the Chiefs no it tied the game I think but anyway also that kick return that was a punt return that the that the Chiefs had it was a huge game changer so, the Eagles certainly played their part in the loss. It just, and I'm not, like I said, I'm not saying that that penalty decided the game necessarily, but it ended the game. Like, it's just, that's just not how you want the game to end. That's boring. You want to see, you at least want to see the Eagles try to go down and win or tie. If the if the Chiefs defense, you know, if they make the stop, then that's fine. That's fun. Okay, then we can live with that. I was I was happy that the, the broadcasting didn't seem overly biased. That was nice. But other than that, I don't know. I don't know. So, um, yeah, it just sucks because I hate the Chiefs. That's all I got to say. I, I was clearly not happy because the Chiefs are in the division. I fucking hate the Chiefs. They're one of my least favorite teams in the... No, they are my least favorite team. They're not one of. They are my least favorite team in the entire NFL. Fuck Patrick Mahomes. Fuck all those guys. I hate every... Like, tr- like I don't even hate them because... like I don't hate them as people or players. I hate them because they're Chiefs. If they went to any other team, I'd probably hate them a lot less. But because they're Chiefs, I fucking hate them. Okay, that's the bottom line. Andy Reid, yeah, he's a great head coach. Patrick Mahomes, obviously a great quarterback. I'm not taking any of that away. I just hate them because they wear that fucking Ronald McDonald house outfit. Because they got that fucking... How the hell they haven't had to change their name is beyond me. With all the fucking bullshit in sports and Native American names and shit like that. Just saying. 
if they if they should just change their names to the Kansas City fucking ketchup and mustard. The the Heinz The Kansas City Heinz is fuckers. Yeah, no, it just sucks. I, I, I can't stand the Chiefs, so that's why I'm not I wasn't happy about that. Just so obviously. Uh, but we're not going to end it on that. We're not going to end it on me being pissed off that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. What I will say is, I'll end it with the best news I've heard in a long time, okay? It is official. King of the Hill is coming back, baby. Oh, yeah! My all-time favorite show, King of the Hill. They're they're renewing it for it's going to be a, a a Hulu exclusive, I guess. With uh, uh, Greg Daniels and Mike Judge returning as the writers and directors and all that shit, so that's already a huge plus. We got those two coming back. Um, It'll be interesting to see, because I think I've talked about this before, but back then, it was only a uh, rumor. It wasn't, like, official. It is now official, and I couldn't be happier. Like, I'm a little nervous, to be honest with you, because, you know, you always fear that they might ruin what was a good thing, you know? Like... Trying to reboot movies or TV shows. Like they tried to do it with Full House. They tried to do it with that 70s show. Like they've done this before where they reboot shows. Now granted those ones. No they still were technically the same. Like they still ran off the same storyline. And I don't know if those were successful or not. Like I can't tell you. Like prequels, sequels, things like that. Sometimes that works. With an animated show, it's a, I think it's a little more possible because, I mean, you have all the power in the world. to You don't have to age these characters. But when it comes to storytelling, when it comes to jokes, how will the culture affect... See, I don't, I don't see Mike Judge, though, as the kind of guy that's going to like bend the knee to the culture, to the current climate. He might, like, talk about certain things and make jokes about them. It'll just be interesting. It will be, especially with Hank being a conservative and living in Texas. It'll be interesting to see, like, if they decide to um, age the characters to start it while they're older or if they just want to continue it from where it ended, keep them all the same age. I kind of would prefer that, to be honest. Like, I almost don't want them to age the characters. At the same time, it would add a level of something different because we're, we've seen 13 seasons of the same characters already. But The Simpsons has been doing that for 30-some years. So it's not like it's impossible. I just don't know if I want to see a 50-year-old Hank doing things. You know what I mean? Like, maybe they make Bobby the main character. That would kind of suck. I would not like that. There's a lot of... I wish... I truly wish. Now, trust me. I am fully okay with 
putting my faith in the hands of Mike Judge and Greg Daniels to put out a quality product. But part of me wishes I could be in the writer's room, that I could give a few little things that would be cool or a few little tips or things that the fans would like. That would be kind of nice. I'm not going to lie. But, like I said, I'm, I, I trusted them for as many years as I did. Also, the nice thing is all the original voice actors are back. So the same guys who voiced Dale, um, Bill, all those characters, they're back. One thing that somebody did point out, though, with you know the whole the climate, they've had this whole thing where you know, like Apu, Hank Azaria voiced Apu, and he's a white guy. So they they've been doing away with that. The guy who voices Khan is a white guy. So that'll be interesting to see how they do that. If they if they have to go get an actual, they'd have to get a Laotian guy because they make it very clear that Khan is Laotian. Not not just Asian. They couldn't just get any Asian. They'd have to get a specifically Laotian guy. And, and a Laotian woman to voice Con or Connie and Min. Like, if that's really how they're going to have to run this, that'll be interesting. I, I believe the guy who voices John Redcorn, though, is native. So that won't have to change. And please, please bring back John Redcorn. I hope they bring back all the characters. Obviously, they're not going to be able to bring back Lucky and Luann because, um, I mean, not obviously. I guess they could. Um, I don't think they should, just out of respect for their voice actors, who were Brittany Murphy and Tom Petty, both not with us anymore. So, it'll be interesting to see how they handle that with those characters, if they live or die. Or here, here's Here's my thought on this okay i think it would be i think the best course of action is to age them up just maybe four years okay because then that would make hank like 45 ish like i'm not quite sure i want to say in the show hank's like in his late 30s early 40s we'll just peg him at 40 so if you age it ahead 40 years or four years, sorry. That would put them at... That would put Hank at like... 40... Uh, 45, 44, somewhere in there. Then... Well, you could even do five or six years. Because you could do Bobby in college. Or you could do Bobby in high school. That would be kind of fun. See them a little bit older. Then you got like teenage Bobby. College you could do too. But the thought behind it is... Lucky and Luann tragically die in like a car accident or something like that and now Hank and Peggy have to raise their kids maybe i f- from the show they only had one so and it would be a young daughter so she would be about 4 or 6 years old if that was the case, depending on how many years you age the show she'd be about 4 or 6 and then so you'd have that dynamic where you still have a child involved where Hank and Peggy are still raising kids in their like age. And then you'd have like that dynamic where uh, like the, she would take the Bobby role essentially. I don't know. Maybe Bobby's working. Maybe, maybe uh, Buck Strickland's dead or something like that. And Hank's now the manager and Bobby works at Strickland propane. There's so many options. 
they and they always have guest stars that come in and voice. I would love to see some certain people go and voice guest on that. And let me just put my hat in the ring right now. Hey, I'm, I'm gonna shoot my shot. Jeff or uh, Greg Daniels, Mike Judge, just putting it out there. If you'd like a voice guest, you don't even have to credit me as far as like, you know, guest voice, special guest. I just want to come voice any character. Like that would be a dream of mine to just come in and voice any side character for an episode. That would be an amazing thing. And I promise you, I won't sound like absolute dog shit like I do in this episode. So putting the, putting the call out there. I'm more than willing to do it. I got the setup here. If I if I need to fly to to wherever, I'll do it. If if you guys make it happen, let's do it. I'm all for it. Let's make dreams come true, baby. But with that, I'm gonna I'm gonna end it there. Um, I'm gonna go hydrate. I'm gonna sleep, and hopefully tomorrow I feel tip top magoo because I think I'm on the downswing of this thing. But nonetheless was sick. So I apologize for the sick voice and me being sick, but it is what it is. I had to put out an episode still and yeah. So uh, with that being said, thank you again to everybody who came out to the show. Thank you to the bands, all that. Um, Crystalia, if you're really watching me, man, I'm on to you. I am fucking on to you and I'm not mad at it. To be honest, I'm not mad. Mike judge. Let's make it happen. You know where I'm at. You know where to find me. Maybe I'll. Maybe we can get me and Crystal Lee on an episode. You know, that'd be. We'll we'll just make this a whole full circle thing. Or and if it does happen, I'm a hundred percent living in a simulation. Um. Keep your eye on the skies, guys. They're up there. Keep your eyes on the skies. But most importantly, don't forget. Life's a garden. Dig it. You've got to keep on.